0: Richard Case
1: Well, Kathy, uh, welcome uh, to our Wednesday uh, show and uh, it's exciting to be. How, how's it, how's it been going for you this week?
2: uh great. It's been a really good week still honestly still running on a bit of a high after the Abide retreat this yeah. past weekend yeah, and and actually just got to reconnect with a couple of. Um, the ladies that were on the retreat, I, I got to reconnect with this morning. And it was just so sweet to see how alive their time in the word is right now. Yeah. And and just how excited and truly, you know, hopeful expectation is, is the word there. Just what they are ready and waiting to see God do. It's yeah. fun to watch. Yeah. And that's yeah. the beauty
1: of, uh, you know, we say that God's life is covenant life. I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. And again, the mm-hmm. definition is it's very broad, but, uh, one of the things that we get the privilege of, uh, as we, uh, just to get to see people come alive
3: uh, mm-hmm.
1: and their, their marriages start to come together and their life starts to get resolved. Right. Um, we get the privilege and the joy and there's nothing greater, uh, quite frankly, to see someone else, uh, get connected to the right. divine. And, and when we look at ministry, actually, um, this is the definition of ministry, which I think a lot of people have missed because they look at what what do I go do for God, and I am going to come up with mm. a a program, a system, a, you know, uh, uh, something that I believe is going to be helpful. But the essence of ministry, which is which is always personal, uh, and it certainly involves churches and the body and, and these parachurch organizations, but ultimately, it's um, are we getting helping people get connected to the vine? Mm -hmm. because when that happens, uh, they start to live the beautiful life that God has for them. And then they start giving it away, receiving it and giving it away. Uh, and so we've always understood, uh, that, uh, we don't want really people connected to our ministry per se. I mean, we we know that they uh, contribute to it and they, you know, they buy material from it. Uh, but really it's, well, uh, don't look to us to give you the Mm -hmm. answers. It's, we're going to just assist you to get connected to the vine. Uh, And you just described it is when you're seeing it, like you saw it from people from even last week at your retreat, Mm -hmm. uh, it thrills our hearts. Uh, And then they're off and running and we're, and we're going to walk with them and help them, but we want them to experience the fullness of of being connected to the vine. Right. It's a beautiful thing.
2: Absolutely right. Yeah. Uh,
1: I wanted to bring a, uh, uh, a little update. Uh, We've, we've talked about this week, uh, about israel and the pipeline uh, mm-hmm. and the chaos of that um uh, one thing uh is that uh as we're putting these up on youtube and in the podcast uh, we are taping them uh anywhere from three to four to five days ahead of time so that we mm-hmm. can get through them all and then we got to load them up you know et cetera. so we this is not a live broadcast but uh uh, we're not far behind but but we we can be. so things could happen
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's a pretty dynamic world uh, right now. So <laughs> we could be saying
1: something about well this is what what happened and and by the time you hear it, it's like, well by the way, this other thing just <laughs> happened. Uh, yeah we, we understand that. Um, but but something happened yesterday um, hmm. that uh, I said I'm, I think I'm, I think I made a comment um, that uh, they'll probably get to a ceasefire pretty quick. Uh, yeah, we're of, talking about because that, of yep. what's happening, and that they, uh, Hezbollah. Remember, we we help uh, understand mm-hmm. the right. different different groups. Hamas is the one that's been uh, lobbying the missiles,
2: and that's from uh, and the Hez- south. Correct, it's from
1: the south, Gaza's called yep. the Gaza Strip, which they
2: occupy. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and then um, I said that Hezbollah came out and said, "We we are not going to join that fight," and they're right. from the north in Lebanon.
3: Right. Well, <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> uh, last
1: night. Uh, they got missiles from the north. Uh, interesting. And it came, from, okay. it came from Lebanon and it came from Syria. Uh, hmm. And so um, it was like, oh, that was interesting. Uh, did Hezbollah join the fight? Uh, and so I, I made some calls with people that I have access to that kind of know stuff's going on. Right. And they said they said, nope. Um, Hezbollah came out again and said it wasn't us. And we're not joining this fight, and it's, it's another small splinter group of uh, uh, the Shiite uh, sect, uh, and it's a small group, uh, mm-hmm. and they started lobbying missiles from the north, Lebanon. Uh,
3: mm-hmm. Wasn't
1: very many, and it, wasn't, didn't, it didn't really harm yet, uh, and even Israel hasn't reacted to that yet, because it wasn't that significant. And by the way, Syria, right. another small splinter group separate, launched mm-hmm. some from Syria, Uh, So it's it's intensifying because they're trying to use the, uh, you know, and again, Kathy and I keep using this word, but the chaos of what's going on. Well, they're trying to contribute to it because they said if we can get Mm -hmm. more chaos going, uh, it'll actually uh, cause Israel, you know, to have difficulty. Uh, So and they haven't had the ceasefire. Uh, They've continued to uh, Israel has continued to destroy uh, tunnels and other things that are trying to prevent them from being able to to lob missiles, uh,
3: mm-hmm.
1: hasn't gotten any bigger. And again, my expectation is that, um, uh, Israel isn't going to give up But at the same time. I think that they'll get to a ceasefire here. Uh, interesting in the next, uh, days or weeks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see what happens. Right. Uh, and then in the pipeline, it- go ahead.
2: I was just gonna say it's interesting. I'm I'm I love that you're sharing this just facts on all of this because one thing I'm noticing, and I know you're seeing it too, is in the news source, you know, every story seems to have its spin and its yeah. clickbait. Yeah. The clickbait to go with it. And I think what is often um selling more clicks is this terminology that sounds like Israel is not just defending. And, and so I think just remembering how this all started yes <laughs> and that it is a defense um is an interesting thing and I loved even just the wording that you were talking about as you talk about you know these different factions um pieces trying to create more chaos and that is so that there's divided attention right and and distraction and i just i couldn't help but think about um, personal application in that how often the enemy, one of the most effective ways, honestly, to attack us. I know we're not talking about that. We're talking about current events, but one of his most effective ways to attack us is to give multiple things that distract us from what is really going on. Yep. And, um, so yeah, I think the same things going on in a, in a very physical realm right there for us to see.
1: Right. Right. And, um, uh, if we, if we look at that in a broad way, um, uh, my dad, uh, he fought in World War Two. He was a, he was a doctor even then, um, and he fought mm-hmm. over in uh, uh, Europe. Um, and uh, Lindis, my wife's dad t- did too. Um, and he was actually in the infantry uh, over in uh, Austria and Germany mm. uh, when he was there. But uh, as we understand, you know, even that war, World War One, World War Two, uh, America never was the aggressor. Right, uh, their 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 part their view of things where you know we're not trying to attack, take over, or or impact anybody. Um, right, uh, actually, what they did because uh, they were invited by uh, uh, particularly England, uh, Churchill. Right. Would uh-huh. you join the fight? Right, uh, and basically, uh, our nation said no.
2: For quite uh, a while, we're not going to yeah.
1: participate in this because. You know that's over. That's you guys in Europe, and that's your sovereignty. And you know you've got to you got to decide what to do. Well, um, think about uh, the event that mm-hmm. triggered it. It's pearl called Pearl Harbor, mm-hmm. uh, and the Japanese had decided since the world is at war, well, we're going to go to war, and we're going after the United States.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and so they, you know, flew their planes over. Uh, and because we, we, you know, we didn't have the sophistication of the radar that we have today and the, and the spy satellites and all that stuff. Right. Um, they're just going about their normal. It's on a Sunday, by the way. They're going about their normal day.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and all of a sudden, these planes from uh, Japan uh, land and drop bombs all over the, you know, the, the island of Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And that's where our fleet was. Uh, right. In the harbor. Uh, well, at that day, uh, and and um, uh, our president Roosevelt, uh, it, he said, "It's a day that's going to go down and down in infamy."
3: Mm-hmm. Is that
1: okay? Now that we're attacked, well, we're going to have to defend ourselves. Right. That's um, a
2: game changer. And it was yeah. a game
1: changer. And not only then they decided, okay, it's it's not only we got to we got to go about Japan. You know what? They've just recognized. Uh, and they started to understand that Hitler uh, was going to try to take over Europe and then come after America, right? Um, and they realized, "Uh oh, um, we can't be silent anymore. We have to protect ourselves."
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: so they they went they went into war. They they went in, into the war, uh, not willingly, and not because they were the aggressor. And so uh, Israel uh, has basically always had that position: is
3: mm-hmm. we
1: are a nation um we we don't want to expand that nation, we don't want to take over anybody else. We actually would like to be at peace w- if we could with all these countries uh, but if we're attacked, right we are going to defend ourselves
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and of course they are defending themselves and uh, uh it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, uh, one at uh, one uh, little truth about the peace uh, around it is I think I described uh, that the Muslim, um, Uh, uh, you know, belief systems and nations are separated between Shiites and Sunnis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And the Shiites tend to be the more radical and the Sunnis have really, uh, over time, have softened and said, we actually would like to be at peace too.
3: Mm.
1: So Israel uh, has established uh, formal peace treaties with Sunni nations, and they're the they're the ones around them. So that would be Jordan, uh, that would be um, Egypt. Uh, you know, we now have Baran, Bahrain, Bahrain, um, mm-hmm. uh, other ones around there, uh, Abu Dhabi, uh, uh, BAE. They've they've established peace treaties, uh, mm-hmm. formal peace treaties. Let's stay at peace with each other, because everybody that's really what they want. Um, right. So Israel's preference would be that. Uh, these Shiite nations, you know, if you would just allow us to have peace. Now, we know that there's a an internal conflict about that uh, that isn't fully resolved. And that is there are Palestinians who mm-hmm. live in Israel. Right. Um, and they occupy, uh, called the Left Bank. They occupy part of that. Uh, they have other settlements. Um, and their perspective is um, we want to stay here. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Israel has allowed them to stay here, but they also are um, uh, saying, "Well, we're going to settle in the same place." And, Of course, mm-hmm. the Palestinians are saying, "No, we don't want you to. Uh, this is our this is our land. We're not. We know we're not part of the formal government, although there's a sharing of things in the government. And they even have a party now that they vote. Oh, do they? Uh, okay. They do. They have a they have a party and they vote, uh, and they have representatives in the what's called the Knesset over there. Uh, okay." So there is a, and there's a joint custody of, of Jerusalem and they're on the Temple Mount and they have their own police right. force. and uh, But uh, there is a little bit of tension there and uh, uh, it isn't an all one way there. It's, it, it's uh, issues that are, on, if you really sat and talked to everybody, they'd say, I, I can see your side of it and I can see your mm-hmm. side of it. Uh, but fundamentally uh, with Hamas, uh, they're they the ones that attacked um, right. and they killed people. In uh, mm-hmm. Israel says okay uh, since you attacked us uh, we're going to defend ourselves and they and they right. come at things with with a mighty force uh, right. and that's what's happening right now so and, and now we have the things from the north in Syria so the tension is uh, is is building up uh, by the way uh, one of the practical issues for us relates to gas prices
3: mm-hmm. and Tad,
1: uh you know we're going to have a guy on tomorrow uh Tad Jones and he's going to describe to us uh, the Middle East, uh, he's involved in oil and gas and in mm-hmm. uh, a company that serves that industry. And uh, in the Middle East uh, is really what, what determines the pricing of, of oil and gas. Right. And uh, because of what's happening over there, we're likely, of course, we have our own issue with the pipeline, but um, we're likely to see an Increase in gas prices, which right. is a, ours
2: is already climbing. I don't know how it's yeah. doing in Colorado and in New Hampshire. We're already seeing it climb, yeah,
1: yeah, and that impacts uh discretionary spending, the pressure on businesses. Uh, so mm-hmm. the more that the, the more costly fuel is, the more difficult the economy has with it. So uh, right. it does have an impact on, on what we're going to do. And then we know about the pipeline, you know, that that's getting settled down, and we paid the ransom, and they're you mm-hmm. know, they're releasing the operation. But I think you even said that uh, where you're experiencing is it, going to be two, maybe two, three weeks before it gets back to normal, right?
2: Yes, that, that's what I've been reading. Yeah, we haven't yeah. really, it, it really didn't impact anything other than prices up here. Um, yet, from what I'm reading, the the states that it really did have shortages, and there were several, um, that it's going to be a few weeks before we see that. And what we are seeing fully play out up here is once again, an impact on supply chains, because of, you know that weren't able to get the amount of fuel that they needed to make deliveries and things. Right. You know, the, the ripple effects are real. Yes. Ripple effects are real. Yeah.
1: Uh, and the outcome of that is uh, it's a world of chaos. Things can happen mm-hmm. fairly quickly uh, where these events that are beyond us, not even caused by us, uh, just all of a sudden mm-hmm. they will start impacting us. So I might not get supplies at the grocery store or store right. because, well- the supply chain Uh, and by the way the uh, because of the technology of supply chain this is just a a by the way um, most uh, places grocery stores stores uh, they have a what's called a short supply
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, so they carry only anywhere from two to three to five six seven days of supply why well because they're used to their suppliers who have Mm -hmm. gotten super efficient uh, to be able to give that, get that uh, supply to them in a couple of days. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, it's taken inventory out of the system, which is expensive. So everybody's working at streamlining what's called the supply chain, hold little inventory and let my supplier get me what I need, you know, frequently. Uh, Well, that works fine when everything's normal. Mm -hmm. When you said like the trucks now didn't have fuel, well, they couldn't, they couldn't deliver that. And so the supply chain gets what's called disrupted.
3: Mm -hmm. And
1: instead of there being supply now that I was going to get in two or three days, it might take seven, 10, 15 days, and I'm going to be out of stock right? uh, because of the, uh, the computerized efficiency of it also works against us when we got a problem
2: right so it's, right.
1: it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out um, and again the impact of all that is um, God's going to give us wisdom and insight and tell us uh, understanding of what to understand what to prepare mm-hmm. for how to how to handle it not to be upset by it uh, right don't get fretting about it Um, And,
2: and not going to fear. I think that's such a, you know, a lot of things that go on, even with the, this pipeline and the gas thing, what you did see going on um, in some of the states that, that did run out of gas and and had such high percentages was there was a greater fear from or a greater impact. It was like a self-fulfilling prophecy. They said there's going to be a shortage and then everybody ran out and created a shortage. Yes. (laughs) Uh, So, (laughs) Yeah. yeah,
1: that's right. Uh, well, um, as we're talking about that, you know, we uh, we're uh, trying to give uh, a really uh, clear understanding of this process of abiding and relationship with God and the beauty of God. and And uh, yesterday, uh, we talked about journaling
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and uh, uh, what is so critical about journaling of writing down your thoughts, writing down your uh, questions, writing down your processes, uh, and Uh, the significance of it uh, is uh, to dialogue with God uh, Mm -hmm. with something that you're writing. What does the word have to say to me? What is, what am I hearing? What am I understanding? Mm -hmm. What questions do I have that he's going to talk to me about? Um, And it's being able uh, to record it so that you don't don't forget it. And then you can go back over it and, okay, I understood this. And One thing that I've experienced, and maybe you could share uh, your experiences with this, but as I'm journaling, um, there's this beautiful spiritual process of uh, I'm writing things down, uh, what I'm understanding, what I'm hearing, and I get into what I call a flow. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: uh, And I start writing um, and um, uh, it goes, it kind of goes deep and profound Um, and then the next day or two days later, uh, or particularly at the end of the week, I'll go back and start reading, uh, the depth of that. And what else should I go pursue? Whatever. Mm -hmm. And here's what happens is, um, because I was in this flow and remember God is working through you because the Holy spirit is within you and he's Mm -hmm. communicating to us. Um, I'll go back and I'll look at what I wrote. (laughs) <laughs> and, and I kind of just jump at it as like, oh my gosh.
2: Where'd that uh, wisdom come from? <laughs> where did that come from?
1: Um, I don't remember writing it. I don't remember mm-hmm. writing that specific thing. Right. That is an answer uh, uh, or a revelation or mm-hmm. oh, do you understand son what I just showed you, you know, and, right. uh, and I go back and read it, uh, what I wrote and I'm, and I'm almost overwhelmed by it is that, mm-hmm. oh, wow, look at what God spoke to me. I didn't even realize it at the time. Mm -hmm. And now he says, okay, now let's go pursue this further. Let's go deeper into this and, and, uh, and understand this, uh, because it it does, it's it's called life. You know, it strikes your heart. Yes. Pay attention to this, go pursue this. Uh, and the journaling had I not journaled it. I don't Uh think I would have wrote it down. I'm not even sure because it wasn't even a cognizant that I even remember that. I'm sure I wouldn't have remembered it and it would have been lost is that that beautiful flow of God would have been lost. Uh Uh, And so I know you've had experiences with that, too. What what have you what have you experienced in that area?
2: Um, It's the same thing, really. But I'll just uh, back up and give just a, a concrete example from the last week, even that Um, For me, and I've I've shared before, my memory is not all that um, sometimes. And so that journaling is so important for me to record. But it's interesting when you go back and see. So, you know, Rich takes the um, Living Waters leadership team, the the other retreat leaders through these leadership calls um, once a month. And um, just a great time of prayer together. And then he'll take us through some teaching. And so you had us in Isaiah 32. Right. Um, this last leadership right. call verses, verses and, 15 to 18. Yes. And comically, uh, one of the other people on the, on the call brought up verse 20 and he's yeah. like, I'm reading through and, and verse 20 actually caught his eye after yes. the teaching. Yep. And for whatever reason that caught my attention. And so the next day I I made a note of it and I did not have time to even consider revisiting that in that moment. So I made a note of it. Had I not written it down, I guarantee you it would have come and gone. That would have been the end of it. right? Um, And so the next day I saw that note because I do kind of, y'all I'll look back and see where I left off and go from there. And I saw that note and went back. And so there were a couple words that were spoken and they're talking about, you know, seed being given to the sower and then sending people out. And I thought, oh, that's, that's interesting. And again, I'm heading into a retreat weekend. And so this was not even something I'm really going to abide on so much as God used my journaling in this to highlight a reminder to me that I needed to take into the weekend. So that caught my attention. And then um, I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to get distracted, I'm going to stay where I was truly abiding. And so I went back and was pressing through. And lo and behold, if I did not the very next day in cross referencing, come back to a completely different passage that was talking about God giving us seed to be sown. Mm. And I'm like, Oh, wow. Okay. So you're really speaking. So then it highlights because I've seen it in my journal there. It's come back up a second time. And so I press, you know, I I process that through and I'm writing things out and I'm like, I really feel like he is, there's a reminder in this for me that even the seed that's going to be sown is him giving it. I'm not even responsible for that. Um, And so there was some sweetness in that. And can I tell you, I walk into the retreat And um, one of the ladies that's there comes and she hands me this beautiful um, bouquet of tulips with a card attached to it. And I open up the card. I go, I put it out on the table and run downstairs to unpack. And I I glance at the card and inside the card, there is a verse that is not either of those verses, but that verse starts out talking about he gives seed to the sower, (laughs) And I'm like, you have got to be kidding me this, but again, had I not written these things down and paid attention, I wouldn't even been, you know, recognizing. And so now I'm going back. I'm like, okay, he really wanted me to pay attention to this. And so I'm pressing in again. And of course you'll laugh at this. Um, The rest of you don't know, but I have had an obsession that God has given me this entire year with Isaiah 55, um, that he keeps looping back to keeps threading back to, and, um, And as he took me back into that, once again, there was a verse towards the end that talks about him giving a seed to the sower and bread to the eater. And I'm just like, how sweet is the reminder to him, to me personally, as we went into leading the retreat, um, this isn't you, don't take this on yourself, even when it comes to something as simple as teaching and to giving this away, I'm giving you the seed. You let me do my thing, and you're just along. You get a front row seat, enjoy the adventure, and listen to what I say, and give away what I say. Speak. Yeah. And again, had I not written it down, though, it would have come and gone. I guarantee it, because, yeah. like I said, I can't even go to the refrigerator and remember what I'm getting right, sometimes. Right. You yeah.
1: know. Yeah. And the significance of that is, um, uh, as you remember, as you're abiding, uh, there are certain uh, insights, truths. Uh, promptings.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, well, this is important. Uh, here, I have something to show you. Um, uh, remember, you're, when you're abiding, see, it's it's different than Bible study because you're in the relationship, so mm-hmm. it's centered in the Word, because uh, the truth of the Word is is what's going to set the stage for us. But uh, throughout the day, uh, something will happen, or you'll be you'll mm-hmm. be listening like you did, Kathy, to the. Uh, to this person uh, mentioned this verse Um, and uh, other people on the call, you know, it didn't, it didn't necessarily mean something to them, but to you,
0: Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit
1: said, well, here, pay attention to that. Uh, Now, uh, when that happens, and this is why journaling is so critical, is that uh, when you receive that sometime today and you're used to journaling, um, you, you go write that down. Right, and you did. You wrote that down. Uh, now, even at that moment, even if
2: I couldn't go back to it in that moment, yeah, just yeah. writing it down, yeah, making it's just, a note.
1: It's of it. just yes. I'm going to note this. Um, I got mm-hmm. this thought. I got this idea. Same thing we talk about dreams. Uh, gotta mm-hmm. write that down. Um, uh, I got uh, woken up in the middle of the night, and and God spoke to me, or during the day, I, I had somebody say something that meant uh, insight to what I'm processing. Sometime that day, you gotta go write that down. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just making a note. I heard that right. uh, It's not that you have to fully understand it. It's 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 this ongoing dialogue of recording the things you're hearing so that we mm-hmm. can remember, go back, process, uh, pick it up. Uh, mm-hmm. Like you said, you you wrote that down, didn't do anything with it at the moment, but you then, okay, hey, oh, I remember I wrote that down. Mm-hmm. Um, father, what else you got to say to me about that? Um, right now he, he takes you further and he said, you know, well done, uh, daughter that you wrote it down so mm-hmm. that I could be reminding you of that. Uh, and you did, you know, and that's how, mm-hmm. that's how it works. Uh, and without journaling, uh, again, journaling is your, uh, recording of your, of your beautiful relationship with God, uh, mm-hmm. uh on all sides. I feel this way. I'm upset about this. I don't get this. How does this work? Uh, you said, uh, wow, look at this. Uh, like you just explained, uh, wow, mm-hmm. look at this. And by the way, what did God do? Well, he reinforced that. Right. Uh, over the next several days. Uh, and let me help you what, why I wanted you to pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and see, it's up to him and you weren't saying, okay, I got to figure this out. No. No. Uh,
3: yeah.
1: uh, we said in first Corinthians chapter two, um, we are receivers.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: What do you have to say? What are you going to show me? How do I need to walk with you? And I'll just enjoy the walk.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and you don't mind confirming, you don't mind reinforcing, you don't mind bringing something back. You don't mind, uh, letting, adding
2: me, information, letting <laughs> me
1: process. Uh, mm-hmm. it says, uh, there's, there's a word that's used beautifully all through scripture. Um, uh, there's two words, actually. Uh, let me teach you. Mm-hmm. And he says, learn of this. Mm-hmm. Be a learner. Teach and learn. Uh, so as you think about uh, teaching, and I know you were involved in that. Right. Um, as you approached your students
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, and you're teaching them, you know, did everybody, every time you said something, say, yeah, I got that.
2: Absolutely not. So what
1: did what did you do as a yeah. teacher?
2: Well, you really adjusted to learning styles. You know, you you knew your students and this is so similar to how God is with us. You knew your students and you knew, okay, that student really they are going to learn from being tactile and being a touch and feel, use manipulatives in the math world. Mm-hmm. Um another student is very auditory, another student needs to see it done, another one really needs physical activity while they're doing it. And, and so as I would craft lesson plans, you know, I am, I would have a whole group I have to teach to at one time. So my lesson plan would need to hit all learning styles. The beauty of that intimacy with God is that he's, he's able to one-on-one with us. If I were one-on-one with a student, I could go straight to their learning style and be able to communicate the way they listen and the way they learn and the way they receive it. And that's what we have is that gift in the Holy Spirit is is one who knows our heart, our mind, because he has created us that way and he's able to speak the way that we listen.
1: Yeah, yeah. And when your students, uh, as, you, as you, let's say, uh, explain something uh, uh, and some of them would say, you know, I don't really understand that, uh, or mm-hmm. that doesn't, uh, or you're even test them and they, they show that,
3: right.
1: yeah, I didn't really get that. Um, what did, what was your heart as a teacher toward them that are, let's say making mistakes or they're missing it or they're, yeah, you don't quite get this yet. How did, how mm-hmm. did you approach them? What was your heart toward them? And what'd you do?
2: Well, my, my desire was to get them there, you know, to help them get there. Um, And honestly, I often, my personality, I took that on. Okay. I didn't quite communicate that to you yet in a way that you're ready to get it. And so I would backtrack and let's, let's go at something a different way and take a smaller part of it, but because maybe there's a foundation again, I was a math teacher. So maybe there's a foundational element to this that you need to understand that foundation before I can even begin to expect that you're going to get this step down. So I'm going to back it up and make sure that you solidly understand the beginnings of this so that we can add layers to it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, uh, uh the burden was on you, not the student, uh, right, no, the student right. had to, had to have a heart to receive they, it. Yes.
2: And, uh, and they needed to work with me on it, but yeah. if they weren't getting it, you know, 99% of the time, it was okay. I need to come back and find another way to to teach them and present it to them. If their heart was really to learn it. That's right. Now, if they uh, were running off doing something else in the middle of the whole <laughs> class, I I may not have had such a gracious attitude. Yeah. yeah. Hey,
1: by the way, you got to, You got to. Well, it's kind of simple. If you're going to learn in your classroom, uh, the students have to be in the classroom.
3: Yes. Uh, I can't
1: teach you. I can't they teach you. Class. I can't I teach you a if whole you're out lot there. About that. You got to be with me. So that is a requirement. Right. Uh, that right. God said, that's why abiding is so critical. And he said, by the way, it's your choice.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but I need you with me. Right. Uh, to show you, reveal to you, give you all these, uh, beautiful, uh, parts of life that I want to give you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so come with me, be with me. You got to be with me. And if you choose not to, I'm not going to chase you down. Right. Um, I'll keep pursuing, uh, inviting you. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't give up on you. I'm never going to leave you nor forsake you, but in order for you to fulfill the life that I have for you, you've got to stay connected uh, right. to, the, to the vine. But uh, as we look at learning uh, and God teaching us, which he says, I'll teach you, I'll guide mm-hmm. you, I'll process with you. That's his responsibility that mm-hmm. uh, there's no rush. Uh, that's why in your, your time in the word or your time in abiding, it's not about, I got to get there fast or I got to get this. It's no stay and receive process. He'll, he'll adjust to you. He'll reinforce, he'll, he'll remind Mm -hmm. you, Hey, let's, let me look at it this way. Uh, And that's why journaling is so critical. uh, And that as we teach in our abiding uh, retreats, uh, everybody hears this amazing thing from God. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to carry you here into this area of your life that I will, I will fulfill for you. Uh, and we make this really clear statement. Um, as you abide now that you've learned this,
3: mm-hmm.
1: don't go study about this. right? Because you could get back into a system or a formula of, uh, okay, I'm going to go study this and make sure I, I get it intellectually.
3: Mm-hmm. And then when
1: I get it, it's like, okay, I got this. I'm off. And see, God says, no, abide with me until you experience it.
3: Mm -hmm. Until
1: you know this, Uh, don't leave this uh, until you uh, have now understood this and and lived it out. So that if I'm, I'm talking, let's say he would be talking to somebody about um, uh, the aspect of, uh, I'm going to teach you what what it means not to fear and be anxious, Mm -hmm. uh, which is going to be, okay, I got to teach you about trust. Um, And so as he would do that, you would go abide in that and you'd process with that and we'd cross reference as we said and do word study Mm -hmm. and uh uh uh, get involved with these verses uh that um you could say after a week or two or three well i i know what it says about Mm -hmm. being anxious and i shouldn't be anxious so i'm i'm gonna really work at not being anxious um, and because I now understood this, I can go study something else. An abiding, see, is God saying to you uh, and to us, uh, well, don't leave here because uh, I'm going sh- to reveal to you that you, yeah, you might know something about it. But, mm-hmm. the, but the simple question is this. I'm trying to learn not to be anxious. <laughs> so so mm-hmm. see, the, the beauty of God's life for us is he's going to ask you this question. Are you free of anxiety? Right. Uh, it's really it's pretty simple. Um, and you know, when you wake up tomorrow, the answer.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I've, I've been freed from this. I I, I have it. I'm living it. I, I have these things happening to me. But you know what? I've experienced freedom. I'm experiencing peace. He said, great. You've experienced mm-hmm. it now. And now you have it. And yes, now we can go to something new. Or the answer is, well, no, when I woke up this morning and I went through the day, I was back to anxious and anxiety.
3: He mm-hmm. said, yeah, I
1: know. Um, you don't yet have this. Stay mm-hmm. with me, stay with me, stay with me. And that's why the beauty of journaling is so critical is write mm-hmm. those things down. Why are you struggling? What's going on with you? What does God say about that? What is he reinforcing for you? And you stay with it because remember the words right. are spirit and life. Right there, They're going to do its work Uh, Not as a uh, intellectual exercise, Mm -hmm. but as a uh, a power of the very truth of God getting in me and performing its work, which is taking me from anxiety to peace, anxiety, anxiety to trust. So um,
2: now it's really important. Yeah, it is super important. Um, and even just as you're describing that, though, I don't um, personally. Anyway, I this is something I've experienced, and I think you probably have too. Where there are times where, let's say, he's taken you through, and you and you do feel released. You know, I I feel like okay, he's. I really have overcome this fear and anxiety. I know this. Um, and, and you feel released and you move on to something else that does not mean that he's not going to circle back and add another layer to it later and take it even deeper still. Yeah. And in fact, in the testing mode showing you, okay, you did get this. That's great. That was first grade. Now, you know, we're going to come back and we're going to go a little further with it. And so it's not that something is just once and done always and checked off, but sometimes just that growth, that building process, again, kind of like when you're teaching math, you teach people addition and you teach them subtraction and they have to know this before they can know the other. Um, and so it's a building process. And he even directs that, you know, and can give us peace in, you know, I have taught you this and then circle back to it later to add more layers to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and
1: that's the, uh, again, the fun of it. I'll, I'll tell you a cool story about that. It happened to us. Um, Linda and I, we love we live in Colorado and, and we love driving to the mountains. Um, mm-hmm. And so we'll get in the car and we'll drive and we generally will bring our journal. Uh, or talk about, okay, what is God saying to us? Um, and so I was in this particular uh, chapter uh, in Luke uh, mm-hmm. in the New Testament. Uh, and so I, I said to Linda, um, you know, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm receiving. Hey, would you read that uh, passage uh, mm-hmm. and so that we could process that further? So she gets, you know, she has her Bible and she's reading the, the, the verses. And while she's reading it, um, a statement. Now I've been abiding in this for a while, right? But she, but she reads a statement and it struck me, uh, like, Ooh, um, that's interesting. And I don't know anything about that. And now I've read it right? because I've been abiding in it, but it didn't strike me.
2: But mm-hmm. when she,
1: when she read it, God said, here, pay attention.
2: Isn't that wild? <laughs> yeah. Uh, to
1: this, um, and I said, Hey Linda, did you, did you notice that, you know, what you said there and how significant that is? Yeah. And I said, okay, cross-reference that.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so she cross-references and it goes to uh, the book of Malachi. Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: uh,
1: and the book of Malachi uh, is a book that uh, is God challenging uh, his children with uh, it's a series. that's a very interesting book and there's only four chapters um, and it. Uh, it just says uh, you're operating this way, mm-hmm. thinking this way, uh, and rationalizing this way, and and I'm going to challenge you on that because um, my way is different. That's the that's okay. the whole book. It's it's a series of those things. Mm-hmm. You you think this way, it's not that way. It's different than that way. My way is different. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to pursue it? Or are you going to reject right. it? So she, uh, she gets cross referenced to Malachi and. Uh, and she's, uh, you know, reads this one passage, and God says, "Have her read the whole book."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right now, you want you want her to read the whole book. Yeah, read the whole book <laughs>
2: while we're driving through the while mountains. we're driving. So <laughs> she
1: starts reading the whole book. Um, and remember, God's saying, uh, "I have something to say to you about this, and I mm-hmm. want to I want to speak to you, because uh, I'm always in, uh, willing."
3: Okay, mm-hmm.
1: uh, no problem. Uh, I'd love to hear that. Uh, well, she reads the whole book, and um, the whole book is this pretty severe challenge
3: uh,
1: of well what you're doing isn't right and I want to show you something else so my first comment as she as she's reading through this is am I doing something wrong Mm. are you telling me I'm doing something wrong Um, right uh, and I got to really you know repent from this and you're trying to get to something that's I'm really off Mm
3: -hmm. Uh,
1: and he says no Uh, but and this is this is uh, reinforcing what you're saying he says, uh, I want to take you deeper. Mm. And I'm going to use this. So don't look at it as I'm I'm unhappy with you. Right. But I'm going to challenge you. Right. And and you've been you've been dealing with some stuff that you think you're pretty deep. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, I'm going to take this same thing and take you now deeper. Are you are you willing to go? You know, and right. he and he said, I'm not unhappy with you but I want to take you deeper and show you some things that you're not understanding about the depth of what it means to live a spiritual life. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. I will. Uh, So I spent the next uh, about five months going through Malachi, cross-referencing, taking the challenge, not, Mm -hmm. not under condemnation, but rather under, I'm going to take you now to a, you've been here before about these things, but I'm not going to take you like you say to a new level.
2: There's another level, uh, of faith. and I'm going to show you something new mm-hmm. because you're
1: ready for this. Yeah, you've been you've been here, you know, not not a Malachi, but I was in these uh, uh, things of spiritual growth, these concepts, yeah, you know, two, three, four years ago. And he said, "Okay, now you're ready for this." And right. so w- what you say uh, is so critical is that the goal isn't to go through the scriptures and say, "Okay, I read that," "Okay, I got that." Uh, mm-hmm. I'll go to another place and and make sure I get that. He says, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead you in life. I'm going to show you what it means that I have for you. And by the way, and this is cool, what you just said, I'll bring you back.
3: Mm-hmm. And I'm going to
1: take something now and say, I got another layer to, to unpack for right. you. Uh, and, right. and again, I know you do this. Uh, when that happens to you, how do you view it?
2: Oh, I'm excited about yeah. it. Yeah. I am. Yeah.
1: yeah. Why are you excited about it?
2: Well, because I know, I know several things and just from having done it now, so many times, I know that on the other side of it, I'm going to know him more intimately. I know that it is good, that that, that's to my benefit. And I know that it's not actually work. It's, it's just staying with him and watching him. It's, it's a front row seat to what he's doing. Mm. I just get invited to see him do the supernatural work. And it's so funny. I think in this day and age, sometimes, um, it can be really easy for, for Christians actually to get caught in the idea of the Bible is almost like a self-help book. Yeah. And it's yeah. going to make me a better version of me. And I think God just when he's taken us through abiding, he just fly everything he says, flies in the face of that is it's not about making you a better you. It's about making you more like me. Yes, and restoring you to who I designed you to be in the first place, which is the visible expression of the invisible God. Right. And Hallelujah! If I get to look more like Him when I walk out on the other side of this, that's that's fulfilling my purpose. That's that's a beautiful, exciting place to be. That's
1: right. And the uh, uh, the beauty of it uh, is that see, you're you're going to have a lifetime of receiving and growing and experiencing mm-hmm. uh, and you can't get to the end of it. So that, right. um, when he circles you back and you said, uh, that's exciting to me uh, yeah. and here, and here's why it is. Um, and this is wherever he takes you, mm-hmm. uh, even when he's challenging, like he did with me, like I want to challenge you. right? Um, I want to push you further uh, into something. Uh, I received that and, and you said it with, great enthusiasm with great joy. Mm-hmm. I can hardly wait to see where he's taking me now because mm-hmm. he says, I'm ready for this. And that's his step. And you use the word right. of, you know, a math teacher is, uh, you know, my heart uh, would be, well, I want to get to calculus. Mm-hmm. Uh, just take me to calculus. Uh, and he says, well, got to learn add and subtract and divide right. and multiply, and then you got to uh, learn algebra, and then you got to learn geometry and trigonometry. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll get you there, right? Uh, but relax. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I say is, uh, whatever grade you're in, uh, if you're in first grade, second grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, uh, as he progresses you through uh, beautiful things of life, uh, uh, and I actually see this in my own grandchildren is. Uh, are you enjoying where you are? Are you mm-hmm. enjoying, and just enjoy the grade you're in? I'll get you there. Yeah, uh, yo, know, you you'll get the calculus. Don't worry about it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and there's something uh, really important about that is that if I understand that, and let's say I'm at calculus, I make it to right. calculus. What I don't do, uh, and God really had to show me this, is just because you're at calculus, mm. don't lay that on other people because they're back mm-hmm. in first grade. Right. Uh, and let them be where they are. Uh, don't you lay on where you think they should be Right. because that's what we're doing is, well, you should be here. You should be in calculus. You should be there. And people are saying, I don't even know what you're talking about. Um, right. It doesn't make any sense to me. And it's like, well, enjoy it. So my question
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, to everybody, our leaders and everybody that I deal with, it isn't about, are you knowing this? That's not my mm-hmm. job. What I do is say, are you experiencing the life of God and, and having the thrill and the joy of abiding and learning to walk with God wherever he has mm-hmm. you, including if you're in first grade. Right.
3: Uh,
1: and I'll I'll assist you by helping you walk there, not with answers. That's not mm-hmm. my job, but I'll help you get the answers and enjoy where you are. Um, mm-hmm. And that's the beauty. And we get to see that, by the way, in our retreats uh, where we have all these people at completely different places. Yes. And God just says, here, I'll start you here. Uh, go with me. And I know you experienced that in your recent retreat. Retreat.
2: Right, right. I tell you, it was really fun, the dynamic. Our last retreat, we actually had a couple who had only been married for three months <laughs> and, and were believers for about two and a half years. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we had a pastor and his wife who had been married for, you know, 18 plus years and walking with God for 18 plus years and just the beauty. Yet all of them were able to hear clearly from the Holy Spirit in the midst of this. There was no regard for how long they'd been walking, how long they'd been married what they had been through. It was, do you have the heart to hear yeah. and let's go. And yeah. they all had the heart to hear. So it was a beautiful, it was an amazing retreat. You yeah. Know?
1: So it's kind of fun uh, where God took us today. You know, we're, we're running out of time. I, I put up on the screen here for a little bit. Uh, uh, if you have uh, questions, uh, mm-hmm. that are personal about, you know, journaling or abiding, or how does this work? Uh, uh, or how do I enjoy it? Uh, any any questions you have that, and we and we really appreciate you actually making them personal. So you yes. it doesn't even have to be generic. It just be for me. This is what I'm interested in. Uh, is uh, uh, put the comments uh, in the YouTube section, and we'll get them. Or uh, uh, email us at questions mm-hmm. at uh, afjministry.com. Questions at afjministry.com. Uh, and we'll pick them up on the air, and uh, as well as uh, email uh, as we can. So we we would love to hear from you, and we'd love to respond to that. So, Kathy, it's really interesting where God took us today.
2: Uh, uh, <laughs> it's always an adventure, right? <laughs> we, talk, we talked
1: about journaling, but it really is mm-hmm. this uh, relationship and the enjoyment, mm-hmm. uh, right. of abiding. And uh, and may we challenge everybody: uh, Are you enjoying? your time with God uh, and as it centers in the word and are you enjoying that and finding joy and excitement and adventure
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, like we have uh, and Kathy it's been great seeing you and we'll look forward to uh, uh, Tad Jones is going to join us uh, tomorrow. Uh, yes, our, you guys will really
2: uh, enjoy him. Uh, and great he's an executive,
1: executive from Denver uh, and he's going to share with us about his life and then uh, his, his experiences with abiding. So we're excited mm-hmm. for that.
2: Great. Looking forward to it, Rich.
1: Okay. We'll we'll, uh, look forward to it, and we'll see
0: you guys tomorrow.
2: Have a great day.
0: Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments, and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.